Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Ramey Brooke Sharp, the founder of contemporary women's wear brand, Ramey Brooke. I invited Ramey on to talk through the great changes her brand has seen since the start of the coronavirus outbreak, including staff furloughs, and her expectations for the future of the business. That's next. Hey, Ramey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jill. Happy to be here. Oh my gosh, a little different setup. So where are you podcasting from today? I'm actually um, in the Hamptons right now. So Nice. I am, we are locked in our house. Yes. When did you kind of, when did you arrive? How long have you been in the Hamptons? You know what? We came, we actually just came out here last night. Uh, we've been in the city because I'm still working from home and um, doing everything I can in New York to keep my business alive. Right on. We got to dig into that for sure. Yeah. So, gosh, this is all, I want to hear kind of the first inklings when you kind of um, started um, feeling, I guess, the changes, feeling um, some new pressures. Um, did, has it gone all the way back to maybe uh, when this hit China? Did you have suppliers there? Were right. you working things with manufacturers? Yeah, so we always prepare um, our production cycle for Chinese New Year, which is you know January and February. So a lot of our spring product comes in it's, it delivers February and March. So we always on our production schedule prepare to have all of our February and March merchandise shipped in January. Got it. So we shipped most of it. I mean, the factories got out most of the product for January. And then we started to hear what was going on in February in Wuhan. And some of our factory workers live there. So the factories were called us and said, um, they've extended Chinese New Year for, for two more weeks, so things are going to be delayed. So that was the first inkling that something was going on, but there have been other things in the past in other countries that happened that don't become a pandemic. So we did start to feel the effects with what was going on in China yes. in mid-February. When we Got couldn't it. get the product. And that's 100% of your manufacturing? How much is no, happening in China? No, we have um, we China, India, Peru. Um, our denim is made in LA. We have some pieces made in Morocco. Ever since the tariffs um, that our administration put on certain items, yes, uh, we started looking into other countries to do our production. So we've been... Um, well, that worked out a bit. It worked India, out a bit because everything then, else is hit. Exactly. So when everything started to happen in China, we started to heavily look into production in India and Peru. Got it. How was that and transition? Now, India and Peru is closed and China is open. So <laughs> it is important to diversify. Yeah, definitely. And you're able to, is it really uh, hard logistically to kind of pivot uh, production, even if you are diversified here and there, or um, is it a pretty pretty quick, uh, I guess, pick up from one to the other? How does that work? Yeah, so it definitely takes longer, but at that point, we'll already have our pattern made and approved. The issue is sending it to a new factory and letting them and, and having them try it. Yes. So they have to develop their first proto, and hopefully it works. Generally, it doesn't work the first time. That's why there's second protos. 
And it just delays the whole process. Yep, totally. So January, the product went out. A majority of the product went out for spring. It uh, did. Talk to me about where that went. Uh, right now, uh, who are your wholesale partners? How much are, are you doing direct? Uh, who's Who's got that product? So um, it gets shipped to our warehouse in New Jersey, which, knock on wood, is still open. Oh, So great. that's a good sign. We ship... Um, to all of our partners from that warehouse. So Bloomingdale's, Neiman's, Saks, Shopop, Nordstrom, they're our majors. And then we have over 300 boutiques and we have our own store on Madison Avenue in New York. And then we have our website. Yes. What's happening with that New Jersey factory? First of all, right now it's still open. Are they have they downsized staff? They're all uh, minimized hours. Has that affected uh, what's going out? Um, maybe it's just a delay. Right. So it's our it's our, it's not our factory. It's our warehouse. Yeah. yeah. Sorry if I said factory, but um, so they certainly have minimized because when New Jersey um, they put a lot of constraints on the state. There's a curfew. School is canceled. So because school is canceled, and that's a big one, a lot of the workers have to be home and take care of their kids. Yeah. So they have less workers. So they shorten their hours. And I think they're not seven days. I think maybe they're five days now. Um, and obviously UPS and FedEx isn't guaranteeing any type of timing. Yes. In terms of delivery. But... Right now, the majors aren't even taking any of their products, so we're not shipping to the majors. But I will say we're heavily focused on our own website just to keep the business going and to um, keep us liquid. Yes. So what changes have you made? Uh, maybe you were driving to other channels. How are you, uh, I guess, boosting your, those e-commerce, your e-commerce site sales? Uh, what's going on on that front? So we actually, um, our e-commerce team is unbelievable. And they, and we as a company, before this happened, have been focusing on our DTC, direct-to-consumer. So it really has been a focus for us. So our digital team, they don't have a big learning curve here. They know exactly what to do. So it may be more paid social, more e-blasts. I guess on social, um, we're, we're doing a little bit more even if that's through my own stories or just through putting that up on Instagram. So um, we are really, um, that digital team is really in action big time. That's great. Are you guys, uh, have you pivoted? We're hearing some folks are maybe moving. I mean, you, you have your one store, but like in-store folks to maybe online uh, customer service or chat. Um, anything happening new in terms of customer service online? So um, we've obviously switched the numbers to, people's phones because it was, we have a customer service number. And then if that customer service number, that bounced to people in our store, which is seven days. So, cause in our office, um, we don't have people answering phones seven days. So that now has changed uh, to other people on our staff. Nice. So you, you've boosted, uh, digital ads. What are you, what kind of ads are working? I'm sure that was a pivot as well. So um, generally our e-blasts are very successful for us. And we have, I'm not exactly sure how many people are on our email, email list to date, but that is very successful for us. We find a lot of sales happen once that email goes out. 
And then when we do paid social, um, the biggest success we see is in Facebook. Got it. And are you showing more uh, at home wear? I, we're also hearing uh, people are buying more tops because they're doing Zoom meetings and they are on bottoms. Like, are you focusing on a certain product, a certain, even if it's not product focused, like a kind of a more lighthearted message? What, what's the content there? So I feel personally for me, when stuff like this happens, everyone feels they could get a bargain. That's how I shop personally. Um, so we went to friends and family and so th- that's been encouraging because it's brand new, beautiful product. And eventually the world is going to go back. People are going to need to get out of their T-shirts and sweatshirts, although it's been extremely comfortable <laughs> to be in my workout clothes all day. <laughs> um, so we aren't focusing on a particular silhouette per se, but our message is still hopeful, happy, bright, and we're also um, showing more of our sale items, which happen to be unbelievable. Great. Um, because we're not incredibly, we're not so trendy. We follow the trends, but we're not trendy. So there's a lot of things that you could find on our website at a, a great sale price. Yes. It's interesting because I, I think of Ramey Brooke, I think of the going out top. <laughs> Obviously, people are not going out. Right. I mean, <laughs> true. So, yeah. Do you, um, I don't know what's happening in terms of, of sales, like you, um, the same thing that you're putting out there and promoting and that's maybe on sale is um, what's, what's, you know what people are shopping um, and they definitely do want the, the deals. So I, which gives, I mean, which I think everyone's just hoping for that day where they could wear, where they could go out again. That's yeah. what I think. Nice. So we can't stay inside forever. That doesn't, it's not going to work for the economy, for businesses, for anything. So if people are smart, they will take advantage of some of these sales that generally don't happen. And then when they go out, they're going to have a great top, dress, sweater, jeans. Yeah. So, and we do have um, a casual wear, not, not at leisure, but we do have uh, more of our daytime and if people want to feel like they want to dress up, then it, they can wear that. Totally. Let's talk about your store. Uh, how much of, uh, what percentage of sales, well, gosh, it's, I mean, like you said, your store is one store. Uh, right. What percentage of your sales were in store? Um, all stores are, are down. Yeah. Right, of course. I mean, well, we're fully closed. So our store, we just opened this past Labor Day weekend. So we're still in building mode. So the majority of our sales do not come from the store. Good. So, but we do use the store for so many um, marketing messages and we have charitable events there and it's a beautiful looking store and it's a big store. So we're able to have a lot of our products in there and certain products we only keep in there. So it's exclusive to Ramey Brook. So there's definitely... Um, we miss having that store open, but in terms of our own sales, it generally comes from our website. Yes. Has your landlord been nice? Have, have Are you paying rent on that store? What's going on there? So we've, we actually paid already through March. So we already paid our March rent. So sure, they're being nice right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah, plan to... Us. 
<laughs> Do you plan but, to um, renegotiate? Honestly, um, I guess going forward, it's definitely going to be a negotiation. I'm personally not in touch with the landlord, but we're we are in touch with our attorneys just to make sure that everything we're doing is the right thing. Yeah. So you said the majors, they've cut off deliveries. Uh, is that in-store deliveries and online or are they also- All deliveries. Still, all deliveries. They haven't accepted any deliveries. Um, I think it's been one or two weeks. Got it. So they're literally not even taking a package. That's interesting. Huh. And you do you just assume all of your spring merchandise because I guess things will ramp up again, hopefully in the summer, hopefully before too long. Uh, that merchandise is just most, it's going to be sale. Cause like you I said, it's not so. all. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. Um, and you know, I guess that's the way it, it probably will be sale. I don't know what the majors are planning on doing. They still are selling online. So they're, they're still up and running online, but um, in terms of in store, if they, if, if they even accept it, I'm sure it will be on sale. Yeah. Talk about what cuts you've made. Obviously, everything's on sale. Obviously, channels are down. Uh, you're not, it's not going to be the 2020 you were planning for. Uh, how have you kind of compensated for that thus far? Well, we haven't quite compensated yet, but our team has been working round the clock on reforecasting. So where we could halt our production overseas, we've done that. Where we have halt even um, fabrics, we have, we have halted on that. So everywhere we could stop in the production chain in order to save, that's what we have done. Great. So that's a start. So this way, we are not tied to so much product. Definitely. Your team is all intact, yes? Or what's going on there? We are hugely fortunate. Um, right now, we furloughed our team, which means um, they are not getting paid. But the hope is that everybody comes back. When you are furloughed, you are if you get a you get your accrued sick days and vacation days in your last paycheck. And so they've, they'll get that money for the days that they've accrued for sick and vacation days. And in some cases people haven't taken any, so they'll get a bigger paycheck in that last paycheck. And as a company, we're still covering their health insurance. That's where we're at today. I mean, so how how large is that team? Is that is that the whole team? Who 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 does that include? The whole team, the entire company. We're forty five employees. Got it. So who's taking on? Uh, is that outsourced or who's taking on like the social media? Who's taking on the operations that are still going on? Most of the people want to see the company succeed and understand that this is a unique time. So. I would say the majority of the company is continuing to work. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Can you talk about communication to the employees, um, how you've handled this? Obviously, uh, I mean, even prior to the furlough, morale is down. Um, what, what has been your approach? So we have an executive call meeting every day. So from the time this happened and we all went to work from home, there's a phone call every day with everyone from the who leads the departments. 
and we go through what's, you know, how to, how to pivot basically on a daily basis because things are changing every second. So we're continuing our executive call. And obviously now it's optional because we're not allowed to ask anybody to work. We can't expect people to work. Um, It is not their job anymore to work. So right now the executive call is optional. Got it. What's attendance like? It's 100%. It really is. I mean, a lot of these people have been with us for so many years and the business has grown in, in some years like ten, tenfold or eightfold. So we are really a company that is on the rise. And we just had our board meeting with our advisory board members right before this happened. And our numbers were great. And and our projections were obviously not what they are today because of the pandemic, but it really is a secure, um, upbeat, positive message we were sending for a huge growth for Ramey Bra. Yeah. And I believe we'll get back there. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Got it. Your, can you tell me a little bit, what did the furlough start this week? And, uh, any more details? Is that kind of um, indefinitely and um, until, you know, you can't predict, but... It's, it's hard for us to predict. Um, but our intention is to furlough and then hopefully there'll be some federal aid, um, which they're asking for small businesses to hold off um, because they don't want people to lose their jobs. So hopefully we're going to be able to hold off so we could keep everybody. I mean, that's our hope. but. Honestly, they, it's, the government's not making it that easy right now, even though the message is supposed to, you know, the message is positive coming from the government, but the forms and everything, it's, it's just not, it's not as easy as one button and then you send it to them. Yeah, it's like a waiting game. Yeah. So I've, I've been spending a lot of my time personally on figuring out every grant, every loan. Um, the CFDA is going to do something. So I've been following everybody, New York State, um, the United States, any local fashion to see what we could do to, to keep our cash flow positive. Definitely. What is your advisory board telling you now? Uh, well, we're not really in touch with our advisory board right now. There are some members on it. Like we have one guy who's a major, major accountant at a major firm. So we've been running by, uh, we've been running a lot of things by him and he's put us in touch with um, an expert at his firm with SBA. Great. I'm I'm not going to leave any stone unturned. We're going to try to figure it out. I don't, I want to make sure that if there's something available for small businesses, I'm going to find it. Yeah. It sounds like you're being very resourceful. Is there like, um, I don't want to say like a, a group or a, I don't know, any other founders or any other folks that you're talking to or seeking advice from right now? We do have an advisor who works with some of the other bigger contemporary brands. And we've been seeking his advice um, more when it started to see, you know, what we should be trying to do. Um, It seems like forever ago, but the last advice was, you know, we were speaking to him about, should we close the store? Now that seems like second nature. Uh, But we closed before we were even told to close because 
first and foremost, we were concerned with the safety of our employees. Absolutely. The channels like ShopBop, uh, we've just been talking a lot about, you know, Amazon and how it's just essentials going out and that how that's really impacting uh, I don't, those partners. Uh, was ShopBop a big partner as well? They are a big partner. Um, yeah. But I we've been so busy with the majors because they're the ones really trying to negotiate that ShopBop, I think it... I think things have slowed down, but it's still a viable selling resource for us. Yep. So the next, it's hard because everything's so TBD, I guess. Um, are you actively, for instance, maybe you would be designing your your next collection. Are you still uh, kind of uh, doing the things that you would normally, as far as schedule, trying to stay on track? Is everything just on hold? Yeah. I mean, I, I actually think that's an amazing question because I've been reading so many articles and a lot of the designers I'm reading, they're like, I'm doing puzzles. <laughs> I, you know, all these things. I'm like, we have re- we have um, redirected all the protos to come to my apartment. So we're in the process of proto review for November, December, and January. So that's holiday to resort and pre-spring. And the calendar doesn't stop. And the factories in China are open. So we, even though it doesn't ship until November, we still need to have products. So I am, everything is being shipped to my apartment. I am unloading everything. I will Zoom with my team if they want to. Again, everyone's on furlough. They do not have to. And I guess I'm going to be the fit model too. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking maybe my daughter, but it's probably, you know, she's only 16. So, I mean, and the two of us kind of were built somewhat the same, except she's younger and in definitely better shape. But <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and I am taking every day as it comes, but that's my plan. It's redirected to my home. I am unpacking them, which is really fun because it's like opening up a present. Yeah. First proto is always, always exciting. and. I will try it on. It will probably take hours and hours um, because we have a lot of protos. And then if anyone from my team wants to join, they could join. (laughs) Right on. So I I was just saying my apartment has become an office now, a podcast studio, your place. (laughs) You become this, I don't know, the studio. Uh, What else are you doing from home? Uh, How else? Are you able to kind of now in the digital age, you're able to do most everything? Yeah. I mean, it really is fascinating. Um, how much you can do from home and the silver lining. um, And, and I do believe there is a silver lining to this is I have all my kids home, which is nice because I have one who's in college um, and then two are in high school. So the two in high school are home with me, but it's really nice. And we're having family dinners every night, which hasn't happened in a while. Um, we're doing, we're like last night we played headbands, which is a fun game. And we finally did a uh, family tick t- TikTok. 
Oh my gosh. I like it. It's interesting because I mean, a lot of people, as you kind of get used to this new norm, I think that priorities or you're maybe people are uh, realizing the value in certain things that they maybe didn't have time for before. And obviously that's going to, um, consumer behavior is going to change as people do kind of see, uh, you know, what's important or maybe they, their priorities shift. Uh, how do you see this kind of affecting long-term consumer behavior? Yeah, I actually, um, it's definitely going to affect consumer behavior. I'm not exactly sure how, but I do believe there's a message that we're supposed to take away from this. And maybe it's just stepping back and enjoying the little things, which uh, for me, for one, I get very caught up in running all the time to get things done, to do everything, to multitask. Um, and this has made me think and step back a bit to realize that you could do a lot of things, but still enjoy your family or still, you know, Zoom, even with friends. I've been, I reconnected with a, a group of friends from high school. Oh, wow. That was unusual. Um, a few of us have stayed in touch. And obviously through Facebook, you see what's going on. But now I'm on this group chat with like 15 girls from high school. Yeah. But Ramey, as far as, uh, as far as your approach to the business, I'm sure, um, do you foresee that you will any sort of changes? I know you didn't do New York Fashion Week or maybe a, a typical runway show, but as far as seasonal collections or maybe anything else in terms of your approach that will come of this? Um, probably. I, I, right now, I'm just in day-to-day mode, really just trying to figure out how to keep this business alive and successful and a full intention to get back to where we were and even soar and be better. But I haven't, things will probably change. I'm not sure that doing every trade show would be as important anymore. Um, it's always been important, the direct to consumer. So I do think that's going to be more, uh, that's definitely going to be the future of the company. I think we were going in that direction to begin with, but I think with everything happening, you realize how important that is. And I don't know initially how excited people are going to be with shopping in a store. Not so much a boutique store, but a department store. So, I mean, we're fortunate. Our store is big. So even on a good day, you could be 10 feet away from somebody. You don't have yeah. to be on top of someone. Um, so I think the way the person thinks their mentality is going to be slightly different. Definitely. Has, what have you been hearing from your customers, maybe uh, on social media, that they're either wanting to hear from you or um, what are they telling you now? I've been um, doing a lot of stories and they're pretty much all involve my kids and my family. And um, I've been doing a lot of stuff with my daughter, just being around with the family. And also like my daughter and I, we've been trying on all these clothes that we were going to wear on spring break. So we had a, you know, we have cover-ups and they're really fabulous. The good thing is you can wear them all summer. So we've been having spring break at home. So we've been trying on a lot of the clothes and a lot of it is very, is mother-daughter for a teenage daughter. So nice. it seems like every single time we do that, I get a lot of comments in the section, comment section. So fun. Have you done any uh, sort of live chats or is that in the cards? 
I haven't done a live chat yet. Um, I might do a live chat. My sister is a psychologist and she's been doing a bunch of stuff on TV. So somehow we wanted to try to do something together. We're just, we're going to try to figure that out. But I thought that could be interesting for people to hear. Totally. You said personally you've been doing more TikTok. Has uh, the brand entered TikTok? The brand has not entered TikTok. I just did my first TikTok, to be honest with you, yesterday. But some of them are a little bit more complicated. I like the ones that are the dances. But um, so my daughter promised me that we could do more today. And now the boys do it too. It's it's really fun. It does put a smile on your face. So what would you say? Uh, next steps. Say this goes on for a while now. Uh, any other cuts that you could make or any other... Uh, how long can the, can your business, as it as it stands, go on like this for now? And what what's what's the plan next? Um, well, it can't go on like this, probably longer than a month. So, but I'm I do think if the government comes in and gives relief, um, it could sustain the business for what they're saying is four to six months. So that is really my hope. And I think that's the intention of the government as well, to make sure that people do not lose their jobs. So in order for that to happen, they need to help fund these businesses. And okay. it's my job to get them all the proper forms so they could help me do that. So that's why I'm very focused on that, because then the business can sustain itself for, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm going to say what they're saying is four to six months. So that's my intention. If they can't come through with that, then we have to pivot and figure something else out. Yeah. Is there anything looking back, whether it has to do with uh, inventory or uh, materials or anything else that you maybe, I mean, woulda, coulda, shoulda, but maybe could have done to get in front of this uh, to maybe position yourself better or maybe like a lesson learned that we won't do this anymore just so this doesn't happen again? So... I've been growing this business for 10 years and I have made multiple mistakes in those 10 years, like overcutting for inventory, um, taking a position on fabrics when I don't need it. So I've already made so many mistakes that I have learned from. (laughs) Um, I guess that's a good thing and a bad thing. So to date, we're a little bit smarter with our inventory control, our positions on fabric, our merchandising as a, as a whole collection. So we're getting smarter and better at tightening everything in our company. And I think um, because we've done that, we've seen a success. And the truth is, I thought we were doing such a great job, but you know, in a day we learned we could cut back and we could do better. So that has opened my eyes. We don't need to you know, deliver two sleeveless tops in the same fabric month after month. Yeah. So I think it will help with my merchandising and how we look at our collection in a whole, you know, overall. Yeah. Will anything change? I know you've kind of had a uh, face of the brand or kind of a, uh, a mega influencer, I would say, like with Martha Hunt and she was kind of uh, leading your campaign that one season. Anything changing in terms of... Uh, campaigns or influencers or um, will you continue to hope, hopefully to return to how that was or will something change there as well? Um, so Martha, we, so we had Martha Hunt, which 
she was beautiful and amazing and did great things for our brand. And then after Martha Hunt, we had um, Cami Marone, who um, unfortunately we only got to work with her one season. Um, and then, so after Cami, we started to just not have a face of the brand and just go with a, a beautiful model. So that's where we're at today. And I do like that strategy and it's working for us. It really gives us beautiful assets. They're lovely to work with. They become friends of the brand. And the plan is to keep that going. Good. And influencers still intact. Were you were you ever paying influencers? More, more gifting or paying? Or what were you doing prior? We don't pay our influencers. Um, we have in the past. And we might do... We may pay in the future somebody who we feel could help the brands. But as of now, it's gifting and it's still working with influencers. And you still believe in the importance of physical retail. Was Were there plans to maybe, is that true? Or were there plans to maybe roll out more stores that maybe now you're rethinking? Or is that one store kind of the, the happy place and you want to keep that going? So, no, the intention is to roll out more brick and mortar stores. So there are certain parts of the country where we do well. So I'd like to have a brick and mortar store there. Now we'll have to rethink um, brick and mortar, but it I do think it's still important. And I think it's still nice to touch and feel the product. And it's also nice to have that interaction. And we looked at some areas in LA, um, Miami, but we haven't um, followed up on that. Yeah. But I hope to, I, I hope that's still important after we come out of this pandemic. Yes. Step one out of this pandemic, I mean, go back to New York. <laughs> what are you most excited about? And then we'll end it there. Oh, gosh. I'm just excited to get back out there and, and get life moving again. I really am. I feel like it's, it's healthier to be surrounded by other people and to sit and have dinner at a restaurant and all these small businesses, like the restaurants and just everybody, it's just, it's so painful. So I really, I want everyone to continue to have their jobs and go back to the way things were. I mean, I do believe that our economy was in a strong place. Uh, people were employed and it just seemed um, like, yes, I guess it was something we all took for granted, but I want to get ba back to that place. Yes. I want to get back to that place. Oh my gosh. Well, we will be patient. It will happen. Hang in there. And it, thank you for being so honest today. This was awesome. Um, okay. Stay safe, everyone. And I, I wish everybody well. You too. Thank you, Ramey. That's all for this episode, which was produced by Pierre Bienname. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Please head to the review section on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast to give us a rating and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening to the Glossy Podcast.